Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside. Happy Tuesday, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. You got to barbecue, got to hang out, got to social distance hangout. We went to the Ozarks and just had a lot of fun and was very, very careful. I saw all the careful videos coming out this weekend. And you come back on Tuesday and we find out, hey... The NHL has a plan to come back. The NBA may have a plan to come back. It's been a big last three days, Mike Harmon. No question about it. We got Ty- Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, Peyton Manning, and and Tom Brady, and the pants split around heard around the world and the gift uh, till kingdom come. We got that. We got NASCAR races. We had the Bundesliga giving us all sorts of fun and excitement. I like yeah, how I mean, you say there was Bundesliga. no shortage. I went to Joshua Tree and climbed a lot of rocks. Did you sing? Any, did you sing any U two songs while you were doing it? You had to uh, sing no. Something from I, I, on principle, I didn't. I think there's a sign, kind of like in uh, Wayne's World, when you go into the guitar store and it says "No Stairway." Oh, uh, there's man. a no U two area. No, see, I think you actually have to have to do it when you go to Joshua Tree. They made Joshua Tree famous. 
Okay. You didn't climb a tree and go do 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 do. Yes, I started mouthing the bass line. Hey, there's not many songs that feature the bass as prominently no, as you. You just pissed off every bassist in the world with that comment. Hey, I've, not I've many just... songs feature us, you know. No, 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 no. You know me. I celebrate the bassist. We've always celebrated the bassist on this show, going back our six and a half years together. It's more just without an amp. And an actual bass, it's a little more difficult. You want that to resonate, right? You want that going through your body so it's a shaking, moving experience. And that's one of those beautiful things about Joshua Tree is just, you know, taking a deep breath. And there's nobody anywhere near you. Sure, you're watching out for rattlesnakes because you see the holes and you're wondering if you're going to have to play whack-a-mole a little bit. We had people chasing a a tortoise as it was going through. It was kind of fun. I'm like, all right, you guys stay on that. We're going to go over here. So it was fun. Uh, Sweated a lot. It was a good 90 degrees. So I am like thermometer head, as my dad would call me back in the day, uh, when you get a little bit sunburnt. Uh, my brothers weren't as kind. Uh, but, yeah, it's good to be with you. Good did the, to hear did you. the storm set in your eyes? And did the thorn twist in your side? And did you wait without someone while you were there? None of that happened? Uh, I would say that I did get too close to a, a bush that was kind of prickly. So, yeah, I guess that was a thorn in my side. <laughs> I'm just going to do that throughout the show tonight. Hey, Harmon went to Joshua Tree. <laughs> you know, that was actually the thing is, I actually couldn't stand that song for the longest time because it was my prom song. And oh, was it? Was, it? it was, yes, and it was because everybody in my class were like the biggest U2 wannabe fans. Like, U2 came out, and it was, hey, they're different, and they're, they're kind of indie, but, you know, they stand for a lot of things. It was like the cool band. I'm going, what, what are you talking Poison is better. Guns and Roses is better. Faster Pussycat is better. LA Gun, you know, all the big hair metal rock scene I was into. And they're like, no, man, it's U2. And, uh, you know, they speak to me because everything means something. And so <laughs> I knew when we were voting for prom song, I, I knew it. I knew it was going to wind up with you two with or without you. And it tur- turns out, of course, we wind up with with or without you. And I'm going, great. A song, you know, my prom song, the, you know, n- not that it, you know, it, it mattered to me, but it's my life. And I'm like, great. A prom song that, that I really i am going to dance to that I really can't stand. And I just got to <laughs> sit there and hear. Yeah, but I, I could one up you there. What would be a better show? Me doing that or actually us talking sports the entire show? I, I think if you show? just kept dropping that in over the course of the night. And <laughs> Harmon's in the middle of a talk. Well, now I'm going to drop the bass in. Like, uh, you know, he's coming to a big moment. Yes. Waiting for that big power guitar to roll over If the I top. think you've had enough airtime, you said enough. I just start going. Is that better or worse than a band playing you off? Uh, no, that'd be worse. You're just the solo bass guy off in the corner. We don't even need the whole band to play you off. Just, hey, can you do a bass solo? Can you take them? All right, great. Just whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. Well, maybe that's the next award season here in the greater Los Angeles area because you want to socially distance. You don't actually have the full orchestra. You just have the lone bassist. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh, look at him. Look at him. And you can have a different uh, celebrity bassist from a band. Hey, so for the first, the A and B block of hour one, it's Duff McKagan. Sure. And then we have Geezer Butler. We can bring in Dan <laughs> Sheehan. Sure, we can bring in all of them. And then okay. Geezer in the middle forgets what he's doing and starts singing, <laughs> playing electric funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how we start tonight. Happy Tuesday. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Uh, and a big day today because... As we've said over the course of the past few days, when that first sport makes a plan, a con- concrete plan to come back, how they're going to do it, you're going to see other sports start to follow. We got into it a little bit last week because the National Hockey League outlined their plan of, hey, we're thinking coming back with 24 teams. Top four teams in each conference, we're going to go right to the playoffs. Top four teams get buys, and teams five through 12 in each conference play a play series, and then we get one through eight, and we have the normal playoff. And we broke this down and wondered how many leagues are going to follow this because the NBA, clear as hell, they need something because every day is some kind of whack-a-mole, a whack-a-doodle idea from the NBA of how they're going to start. We're going to have uh, games in pod cities. No, uh, Mark Cuban's got an idea today about having four teams playing for the final two spots. Let's play regular season games. Let's not play regular season games. 
the best thing I can say going for whether NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, all they're watching the National Hockey League because at least the NHL made an agreement today with the players in the league that this is how they're going to come back if they can come back. If they can resume the season, it's going to be right to the playoffs, top four teams in each conference get a bye, five through 12 play, and then you have one through eight, and then we have a continued playoff from there. Nothing is going to feel right. That's what I think a lot of a lot of sports leagues have to understand. No return is going to feel right because someone's always going to be upset. Look, even in the NHL response, you had two teams, including Carolina Hurricanes, say, yeah, we don't like this because we feel that you're letting teams in the playoffs, you know, the, the 11 and 12 seed that stink, and, you know, we played a little bit better over the course of the season. Why should we have to play? Why do they get a chance to, to play and move on in the playoffs? You had a couple of teams that didn't like it, but no matter how you come back, you're going to get teams that aren't going to like it. So it it's, it's instead of looking for the perfect solution, you know, funny, I was just having this conversation with Zoe about a half hour ago. Um, we were talking about uh, uh, doing a project for school, and I said, you know, sometimes it's good to chase perfection because you want something to be as good as it can be, but other times when you know a project is due or something is has got to be done and you're under a time constraint, well, sometimes you got to make the best of the situation. Is it the best overall thing you can do? No, but is it the best you can do with what you're what you're being given in the time you have? Yeah. And she was like, oh, I kind of understand that. I'm like, good. I kind of felt like I had my, my one to grow on moment with her earlier today. And that's kind of where you're at, whether it's the NHL or the NBA. There's not going to be anything that people are going to universally love and say, oh my God, this is great. You're going to get people that are going to say, okay, it's good. That we're just happy we're back. Then you have people saying, oh, I don't understand why this is. There's never going to be something perfect, but this is something that a by and large you know me. I'm Carolina Hurricanes fan. Do I want to see them get knocked out of the playoffs real early because they get to play somebody that doesn't deserve to be in? No, but I also understand that this is a different kind of sports year. So sure. if this is how they're doing it, this is how it has to be. NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, you got to get past that. When I see players talk about what they like and don't like about returning, whether it's Damian Lillard or James Harden or you know Mike Trout or anybody in baseball, you got to understand that there's got to be some give because there's going to be no perfect solution. It's only going to be the best of what you can do. No, and I think that's the biggest thing that comes comes down to it, right? You've got the money side. You've got the optics side. You've got – and everybody in the court of public opinion. I mean, just look at what you referenced right off the jump, right? The Ozarks photo in that little, what, eight-second video clip seen around the world. And if you just started reading comments for a sociological experiment, all you had to do was put that on your timeline – and then just sit back and, and watch the commentary to see exactly how divisive such a scene is, right? And likewise, trying to get sports back in, you've got the I-don't-care-about-sports-at-all crowd, some small percentage of people out there. And then you've got others that immediately go to the money and, all right, this group is greedy or that one's greedier and why can't they just get along and all of that stuff. And then you get into the players or us as media that cover the games and talk about them as we do here on Fox Sports Radio, and you're trying to find what's the best solution that will potentially impact negatively the fewest amount of people, right? Because today we got to phase three, right? Phase three here in California. Something I don't know that you and I, when we talked two weeks ago offline, is like, is it January? Is it February? The way the tough talk on the political side here in the state of California was we might not see any of this forever. And what did that mean in the trickle-down effect for the sport, sporting world, since we have so many teams that are housed here in California? Well, that changed. So just like that, on a dime. So it goes back to draw up several plans, do your test bubbles or poll questions or whatever you did, just like the, hey, do you still feel like playing basketball question of a couple of weeks ago? And try to figure out where it makes the most sense. Okay, you've settled on Disney World. Great. Now, logistically, what does it need to? What do you need to pull that off? What's the support staff? How many people to to worry about the lodging and meals part of things? And, and try to figure out what all that means while talking to your players honestly about the dollars and cents of it all, and the psychology for the players. Right, Damian Lillard. We talked about it. You were you, you worked with Doug in the morning. Lavar and I talked about it last night. Of there's going to be the percentage of stars that just say, "If I'm only doing five or six games, to hell with it. I'm not coming back." And that's exactly what you got from Damian Lillard today. I'll, I'll be on the bench. I'll be suited up. 
uh, literally suited up uh, to watch my guys, but you know, I'm not going to risk it. And, and it goes back to risk assessment and trying to do a sell job as best you can, but be honest with them because it'll come back on you in the next CBA. Look, and, and as far as what follows from this, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. You know, look, the NHL is, has adopted this, and now you're going to see the NBA follow suit to where they go right to the playoffs. I, 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 once you see one sport get an agreement, okay, we're okay with no more regular season, we're going right to the playoffs, other sports are going to have to follow that. I, I know the NBA is holding out hope of playing a bit of a regular season. You know, we mentioned Mark Cuban mentioned that today, and mm-hmm. Damian Lillard wants a chance to play go to the playoffs if he's going to come back at all. But sometimes, you, again, you have to realize that we need to make the best of what is right now. And you don't, you're not going to bring every team in the NBA back. The teams that are way out of it don't want to come back and play five or seven regular season well, games. Well, you heard not Steve Kerr weeks ago, right? You know, he, 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 he bailed on the season a month before this came up. He yeah. bailed, I think, as soon as they stopped it. Okay, great, we're done, guys. We're, we're done. You know, he said, and I keep going back to this, he said, listen, if, if they need us to come back, the NBA will be a good partner with the NBA and come back. But there's no way the Warriors want to come back. They're not losing enough money to make it something where, okay, we all have to come back. This is not where players have been paid 75% of their money. All right? Everybody is sacrificing, and the players have seen it. Well, I sacrificed. I got paid, and this is playoff money. This is something different, and I understand everything about making television contracts work. But, yeah, I'm kind of not into it. I'm, I'm into the off season now, and I don't know that uh, coming back is something I really want to do. We're out of it, and I haven't been staying in shape. I've been taking care of my family or I've been you know not working out as much as I should have I've been doing other things just trying to stay safe and stay sane I don't know that I want to come back I I don't know the NBA can even look into coming back and playing a regular season I think the NBA's got to say it's got to be playoffs or bust now whatever the decision has to be it's playoffs or bust we're coming back and and we're going right to the playoffs and that's how we're going to continue on to play this season because you try to do something else it's going to look awful and everybody's going to drag their feet teams in the in the lower brackets in the low parts of the brackets that that are 11 through 15 in in each conference they're not going to want to come back it's going to be a big headache and a bad optic when you can't convince teams to come back I would just bypass that entirely and I think the NBA has got to realize now we got to look playoffs first and playoffs only Make the best of the situation at hand. And, you know, we talked about it when this first was floated up on Friday that, you know, if the way you can do this is you shuttle out the losers as they go home uh, and the top four seeds in each conference come in. So you never surpass a certain number, whatever that traveling party number is. So it works in the math of it all. Uh, And it, I guess the main point is is you can't state it enough is it's all going to be imperfect. It's going to be a bunch of jokers that are going to want to put asterisks on everything anyway. Uh, the Wikipedia page in history will tell the tale of this past year. You don't need to uh, to go any deeper than that. We, 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 we all know what everybody's experienced. Now you figure out how you can make it work and collect the rest of your cash. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside Hour 2 of the program. Jason Smith and my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Live from the Geico Studios. And uh, Harmon? Yeah. Just back, spent a weekend at Joshua Tree? Well, I didn't stay out there for an extended period. I didn't have any, uh, you know, things in the you know, wolves in the desert. Well, you lied to, to us then. You told me last hour you'd spend a weekend at Joshua Tree. I said I went you went there climbing. over the weekend. I did not say I spent yeah, you the were, weekend. You were doing at shrooms, man. I was at Joshua Tree. I was commuting with nature. It was it was 150 degrees. I listened to Dylan the entire weekend. Well, it was man. his birthday. You had to commemorate it properly. Oh, like Rolling Stone. I'd listen to Dil- then I listened to you too because I was at Joshua Tree and they were playing with with. Without you everywhere, and I was going do 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 Yeah, man. Now, now suddenly it's like you drove by on your way to the gas station. No, 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 no. We spent a few hours there, but I mean, it's not like I went and pitched a tent and hung out and communed with nature. And did you even really go, or did you look at it online? Did you all look at the 360 views of of Joshua Tree? Look at that, kids. I'm not you. I get out and about, man. I'm a mover and a shaker. Let's uh, zoom in it, on this camp and see what's there. Oh, let's zoom in on yes, this camp. Uh, you know oh. what I did? I sent up my drone, and I, I sent it, and it had a, a picture of me on the front of it so I could claim I was there in spirit. That's what it no. sounded like you did now. You went no, from I, I went was there, man, had my hands in the dirt, and I was oh, just I did. about what life was like. No, it was, it was glorious. I mean, I'll send you pictures. It was great. I'll post them online. They're great pictures of me climbing rocks. Or are you just or are you just photoshopped into pictures with other people that are climbing rocks? Uh, you have to determine for yourself. <laughs> See if you can figure out the, the the continuity issues, as if I were a Kardashian. Okay. Hey, look, there's the thigh. No, look where the rest of that thigh aligns. No, that's not right. The size of Harmon's ass. Oh my God! But look at it jiggle as it walks. Don't tell me people don't do it already. All the single Harmons, all the single Harmons, all the single Harmons, all the same. Get your hands up. Get yes, your hands I, I've up. I've got my up, uh, up. gold, gold lame costume on order, and we'll do our best to recreate that video at, at a time. Uh, oh, get it. I'm just picturing uh, just like, like Harmon oh. clones now doing this. I'm an get ass, those man. hips moving, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Tiger. Fox Sports Radio. Uh. It's, it's like a big dance party right now. Uh, now, I hate to say I told you so. No, you don't. I, well, sometimes I sometimes when I say that, I really don't, and sometimes I really do. This is one of those times where I don't. 
I, I just kind of say that as an icebreaker, really. You know, oh, you okay, good. You can't just walk up to a girl and say, hey, you ready to go? You, you got to, you know, you got to. I mean, you could. It's, it's a bold strategy. Yeah, well, I, I tell you but what. But I bet you, you there's a percentage of folks that would give you a once up and down and say, all right. You cut right to the chase. Yeah, that's a, okay, good. Thank you for not having me waste money buying you drinks and everything else. And, you know, I spent $150 and then you, you, you had five minutes before closing, you disappear with your friends and then you're just gone and laughing as you get in the car and you're laughing at me. Oh, look what I did. You're laughing at me. Thank you very much. And then, you know, all right. So things here, I was going to build a modern day love story coming out of the coronavirus pandemic of folks that just say, yeah, good enough. That's it. You're going to pay a guy to walk around with a bass. You know, so With or Without You, I told you, was my prom song. Yeah. And I was not a fan of it because everybody and all my friends were all poser U2 fans. It was like U2 invented music, and I'm going, oh, my God, really? Look, and there's a lot of U2 songs I like. You know, there's a lot of U2 songs I like, but I wasn't like, oh, my God, the world begins and ends with U2. Uh, but when we had to vote for a prom song, they gave us four finalists. And you 2 with or without you, was one of them. And I'm going, oh, this is terrible, because I knew it was going to win. Uh, the four choices at the end were With or Without You by U2, Almost Paradise by Mike Reno and Ann Wilson, which I voted for, uh, Honestly by Striper, which is an oh. awesome song, but I knew that was never going to win. And I, 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 there was just no way. I'm like, that okay, would have been is, fantastic. Is, I'm like, there's just no way this is going to win. And I forget what the four song was, but it was something that you would never. Oh, 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 Bon Jovi. It was a Bon Jovi song. And I'm going, hey, I love Bon Jovi. No way I'm going to be like everybody else in the world that has Bon Jovi playing. I'll be there for you with the prop. Not doing it. Not doing it. So those are the big songs. So I voted Almost Paradise because I kind of like that song. I also voted for Striper because you could put your first, top two choices on there. Nope. With or Without You wins, going away. They made the announcement in homeroom saying, and With or Without You is the official class song of Curtis High School. Class, I'm going, uh, I could hear people like yelling in the other classrooms going, yay, yay, yay. And I'm going, oh, this is going to just be terrible. Because, you know, you don't want this, your, your senior prom song, your class song to be something where you're like, yeah, it's just okay. You want it to mean something to you. Yeah, yeah well, we had uh, Jesuit High School. They uh, selected Wonderful Tonight, and it had to be edited. Oh. Well, it had to be edited. Well, because the line's about, hey, I've got a headache, and... You know, yeah. I've got an aching head. Oh, right. Okay. And then she helps him to bed. Okay. You know, they, they, the censors there didn't it's like what, it. It's what you're supposed to do. If I have a headache, help me to get to bed. Yeah, no, but, you know, people said, hey, it's got some other innuendo going on there. No. Like it was I, a slide over baby hour. That's it's just, like, hey. You, you guys let me, suck. Let me have some aspirin. Help me get into bed and let me take a nap. That's kind of what I saw it as. Well, and then we'll figure uh, out the second part once I wake up. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the next? Where's the rest of the song? I gotta go to bed and wake up. Then you know the rest of it. I promise. Well, and well, when I wake up, it's implied. You know, getting it all. <laughs> oh yeah, but when I wake up, be ready. I'm coming for that. Oh, I'm not gonna say it. Titus gonna have it to play back. I'm not. Wait, hold on. It. What? What did you I'm say? Not, nothing. Nothing. Not, do, 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 do. I'm gonna eat that ass up. Do, 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 do. That's what I said. Um, you know what? Many a prom night. <laughs> <laughs> the drama for The Last Dance continues a week after we saw its final episode. And this is where I get to say, I told you so. We didn't get a true documentary for The Last Dance Bulls. We got Michael Jordan's biography told to us by Michael Jordan. I told you this after episode four. This is Michael Jordan's version of events from the beginning of the first title to the end, and everything is through his frame. It's funneled through him. Are we getting a true documentary? We're not. We're getting his version of these events that played out. And we found out from more than a few people that have said after this is aired, you know, Michael kind of lied to you. Michael lied to Sam Smith, longtime Bulls uh, journalist who's covered the Bulls. Yeah, Michael lied to us about some stuff in this. And now we have evidence that he actually did lie, and it comes to us today, and it revolves around Isaiah Thomas and the Detroit Pistons, which was the first bit of evidence we saw that was, uh, I think we're getting Michael Jordan's version of events, right? Because the whole rivalry with the Pistons, they talked about how much uh, they didn't like each other. Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah was made out to be the villain. They went into a uh, large degree of detail on on um, why the Bulls uh, didn't shake hands, why, why the teams didn't shake hands, uh, the 
Pistons were upset because Michael Jordan, uh, after the Bulls finally beat the Pistons, because Michael Jordan had bad-mouthed them to the media. That's why they didn't shake the Bulls. Sure, hands. they were Meanwhile, bad for basketball. Right, right. Meanwhile, that was glazed over in the documentary because that was something that Michael Jordan wasn't comfortable being the bad guy on. He was comfortable being the bad guy on some things, but he wasn't comfortable being the bad guy on other things. And this was one of those, yeah, we're glossing over that part. Well, wait a minute. That's where the Pistons should deserve equal time. If you're doing a true documentary, hey, we didn't shake hands because of this, but that was conveniently glossed over. Another part of it was that Michael Jordan, it was rumored that he wouldn't play for the Dream Team in 1992, widely regarded as the best basketball team in the history of the world. He wouldn't play in 1992 if Isaiah Thomas was on the team. He couldn't stand Isaiah Thomas. Not many people liked Isaiah Thomas. He told USA Basketball, I'm not going to play. But when it came to the last dance, Michael Jordan said that never happened. He said it was insinuated that I was asking about him, but I never threw his name in there. Denied, denied, denied that he ever told USA Basketball, I won't play on the Dream Team if you pick Isaiah Thomas. And obviously, they didn't pick Isaiah Thomas, something that is still uh, hurts him to this day. Well, all right, we was two sides. One side, you know, who do you want to believe, Jordan or Isaiah Thomas? Well, until this came out today... Old audio of Michael Jordan surfaced in which he says he told NBA executive Rod Thorne, who was part of USA Basketball, he wouldn't play on the Dream Team if Isaiah was also selected. This is Jordan telling reporter Jack McCallum in a 2011 interview, which was aired on his podcast, The Dream Team Tapes. So this is all about the Dream Team 1992 podcast. And here's Jordan with Jack McCallum kind of going opposite of the message that was put out there for Last Dance. They called me to ask me to play. Rob called call me and said, Rob, I won't play with Isaiah Thomas on the team. He assured me, he said, you know what? Chuck that one, Isaiah. So Isaiah's not going to be a part of the team. So there it is. <laughs> so, so much for I never threw his name out there. You had him on a podcast, which fails to, to pass standards that he actually said it. And do you think it was going to be buried? It's Michael Jordan, but I'm sure he forgot even doing this interview. He was probably done thousands of interviews over the course of his life, forgot about doing this, but I would have made damn sure I was, I was in the clear before I, I would say something on last dance that maybe not be true. And here he is saying, yeah, I said, Rod, I won't play if Isaiah is on the team. Uh, you know, Charles Barkley gets thrown under the bus too because Chuck was Charles Barkley who didn't want to play with Isaiah Thomas. Well, was so it here, Chuck or Chuck Chuck Daly? I saw it cited as Chuck Daly at another. Oh, it's a better spot. story if it's if it's Chuck, if it's Charles Barkley. It's better story. No, no, it's Chuck Daly. It was a better story for Charles Barkley. Oh no, no, it's a better story if his own coach doesn't even want him there. That's the better <laughs> story. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually pulling the Michael Jordan thing. I'm not telling you what the truth is. So well, uh, well, I'm presenting that everything I'm saying is a truth when it could be a lie. But that's well, the but thing, the question is, is that, as it was related, you know, Jordan relays that story. I, I'd love to to hear how that, and it's not a full Jordan defense, but. Let's call it what it is. He's not the only one that didn't want Isaiah around. But I'd be curious to, all right, give me the list. And then, you know, yes, 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 hell no, blank no, and blank no is Isaiah Thomas, or did he name check him? Just going, all right, I know what that list is going to be. If Isaiah's on there, I'm out, right? I mean, it's a much different story, right, if it's a list of – you know, guys that you approve of or guys you don't versus flat out just going, hey, if Isaiah's on this team, I'm out. And You, you know, just heard the quote, right? Rod Ford yes, I did. and I said, Rod, I won't play if Isaiah Thomas is right. on the team. But that's no, exactly, but it's the context. No, but, right, but it's the context of, you know, it's that's the summary statement. But how was it presented to him? You know, hey, hey we got to have Isaiah on there, right? He was a champion. You know, he's an icon, blah, blah, blah. And, and then Michael gives the blank that I'm out. Or is it, here's the list, of, you know, basically you're trying to sell a guy to join Ocean's Eleven. Rod, I won't play if Isaiah Thomas is on yeah. the team. I won't play if Isaiah, not Isaiah, I won't play if Isaiah Thomas is on the team. Yeah, I no, but I'm asking how Look, that and, information was presented to him. And, and, okay, if it's a, and, here, okay, who do you got? 
Okay, and, and I, I hear you with that, but I think everybody's missing the point is that this was supposed to be the last dance, right? And this is what I mean. You got, and we don't even know what the truth is because now you have no, Michael Jordan No, but that's the beauty of it. You'll point. never know. You have Michael Jordan lying. It's whether he lied then or whether he's lying now, but when he's talking, about, he's, he's talking now about something that he lied about. So he's lying now because we just heard the audio of him saying, I won't play if Isaiah Thomas is on the team. So I don't even know you can call this documentary anymore. I mean, no, it's, we it's never a Michael did. Jordan biography, and and you can't take what happened in this to be gospel, that this is how it went. This was Michael Jordan's version, and look, it was successful because it was fun, it was entertaining, right. Jordan was fun, you know, the other players that involved themselves in this probably are not happy they went in it now, but this is... I don't know that they would have done it if they had known that they were going to wind up being, hey, we're, we're just sideshow players in the Michael Jordan story. Because that's no, no, no. They all got an extra 15 minutes. They couldn't wait for the camera to show no. up. The, uh, and whether it was to bash Jordan, defend themselves, or dig themselves a bigger hole like Scottie Pippen did. Sorry, Scottie, you did it to yourself. They, they, they all couldn't get in front of a camera fast enough. Michael be Jordan... Cause, because all these yeah, but, guys but, but, end up but, looking pretty good in terms of their, their player status. Really? Right? Scotty Pippen yeah. looks good? Scottie no, Pippen no, no. In terms Isaiah of, Thomas in terms looks of good? Playing. They look no, good. Isaiah, Tom- Isaiah Thomas, we stipulated, was a jerk, right? <laughs> How many stories have you heard about that through the years? Of course nobody you have. But you're Isaiah talking Thomas. about people who would agree to do this. There's no way. They got over 100 people to talk about this. That number yeah. is cut in half. If they saw it again, okay, you know what? I'm not doing that because I'm not part of a documentary. I'm part of whatever I say. If it's something Michael Jordan disagrees with, he's going to steamroll me because he has he has final cut, he has final word, and he has notes on the broadcast. This is well, a ask Michael better Jordan questions biography. when the guy wants to come to your house then it doesn't matter because michael jordan gets a chance to paint the no but that's my point is ask to. the questions of the angles and how this comes together and then hey, he has you the sit iPad down for a few minutes to, say, to reminisce about the old times i'm going to ask you some the, very difficult questions yeah but then he sits at the ipad and says yeah no no this is yeah i'm, I'm laughing at gary payton I, isaiah is this he, we got caught in a lie he got caught lying about one of the biggest things to come out of last dance so what can you what can you really tell is the truth you know about stuff that michael right, jordan but said but we said, is we said that in no. week two but was but, that it was the world according to michael jordan and but you this know, is to not, take it all with a grain of salt yeah, this is not this is not a documentary. And when you want to sell it as a documentary, well, I got an issue with that because you are because sports docs are very popular right well, now. Well, go go They're blame your former popular, employer, right? Then. Well, yeah. Every, look, everybody did it together. Look, ESPN <laughs> knew what they were doing. Hey, we're, we're selling our soul to Michael Jordan for this because we think it's going to be pretty good. And look at all the eyeballs they got. Now they're trying to mm-hmm. prop up the Lance Armstrong documentary like it's the next uh, last dance, and it isn't. But you, you're you are selling me a product and telling me that it is something but it's not what it is and i go back to philosophy of this it's like this if you are going to dinner and you order food and the food comes and it's not what you wanted and you're like okay well i ordered steak and you brought me chicken yeah well the chicken is kind of like steak and it's still pretty good and you should have it the sides are really good we got potatoes out gratin that's okay well all right so i have and i go okay it's pretty good but it's not what you told me was on the menu it's not what i thought i ordered now when you want to put that in the business world and say hey i'm selling a michael jordan documentary everybody is lining up all the money you made for advertising all the people mm-hmm. who watched everything all the money you made on it and you made it off of a lie because you're not making that money you're not getting that kind of relevancy if ESPN announces what it really is. Hey, we have a 10-hour retrospective on Michael Jordan's career coming up, and we have everybody talking about him and, and everything that's gone through. Are half the people watching if that's how, you say, that's how you're right, selling but, it to me? But if everybody no, was that offended, though, Jason, it. the ratings would have dipped off after week two. Saying well, this is they were crap, watching they, all they, the way to the end. To well, how is this going to end? How does it? Where does the right? Whole but thing if you fit? already had decided by the end of week two that it was nothing but a shill job to prop up and build a statue to Michael Jordan, then in theory your sensibility should have been so offended that you shouldn't have watched again. I'm well, not no, talking I said to you. It was, That's our I said job. It was, I'm just. I, I said it I'm was not talking about you. I'm talking about the American public. Fun. All seven million of them. Mm. It was six and a half million plus time lapse and whatever. Like for you, I mean, it's part of our job, right? It was something that was happening. So even if you hated it, you kind of had to watch. But for the rest of America, I mean, we're not not every all of those seven million people work in sports media that had to cover it. No, they still were sucked in by some nostalgia, even if they had to uh, take it all with a grain of salt in terms of the alternate reality being offered. 
Yeah, look, you need to be able to understand that you have no idea what the truth was on a lot of these stories. The, there were some things Jordan was okay with looking bad at because the bad wasn't bad in his eyes, you know, punching teammates and mm-hmm. making them want to win. But other things he wanted out or lied about was that, yeah, I don't want that kind of controversy. And this was it because he knew that if it was presented as Jordan and Pistons – at face value and what happened, he would lose and he would look really bad. The other stuff, he said, I could look bad, but people are still going to have my back on. This is something I would look bad, so now I'm going to kind of gloss over that a little bit. Look, they pulled the wool over everybody's eyes. It was entertaining. It was fun. It's going to spawn a lot of documentaries and sports. It was awesome. But when it comes to what this was, it wasn't a doc. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of General Tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their general test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's times, Mike, when I see something and I go, okay, does this really, does this thing really expect to happen after what I just read? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, and I see this story out of Major League Baseball today, which has been making great strides in trying to begin their season. But the players and the owners were at odds, mainly over money. Now, the players agreed to reduced salaries and prorated salaries in March when the coronavirus pandemic started. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now baseball has asked the players to take even less money because less games are going to be played. 
And we knew from Blake Snell, Bryce Harper, nobody wanted to do that. You're going to ask me to take less money now? I took less money in the spring. So now you ask me to take less money now? I'm not down with that. So, okay, you figure the next thing we get as baseball continues to present options to the players would be something that's a little more player-friendly. No, no, no. Instead, today, we get from Major League Baseball delivered its long-awaited salary production uh, reduction proposal to the MLBPA. And it's not a 50-50 revenue split plan, which we heard about. Instead, baseball proposed a sliding scale in which the highest-paid players in the game could see their salaries cut by 75%. Yeah. All right. Now, if you're going to make five hundred and sixty million dollars this year, if you're going to make the you know five six five hundred sixty thousand, the proposal would be you make two hundred and sixty thousand. So you'd be making almost fifty percent less. Then you go all the way up. If you're making ten million this year, they're asking you to take three million dollars. If you make thirty-five million this year, they're asking you to take seven point eight million dollars. Now. I understand this for Major League Baseball. I get it. I understand. Listen, this is what we're playing. We don't have the games. I can't pay you $35 million for this part of the season. I can only you know, afford to pay you this much. But you know what the player's response was going to be. When they first heard they may have to take less money, they were not happy about right. it. And sure. then this is what you hit them with, that the, the most influential players are going to get hit with, hey, I, I, I'm getting paid $35 million this year, and now they're going to pay me $7.84 million? What players are going to say is, it's not worth it for me to play. And so, you know what? I don't know. I don't have the confidence that we're going to be safe. It's not worth it, so I'll make no money this year, and I'll come back next year. And then we'll figure it out. I'll make my full money next year. It's not worth it for me to go and play for one-eighth of my salary or one-fifth of my salary if this is how it's going to be. I'm not going to do it. And the MLB knows this, and they still presented the MLBPA with this, which is going to just have them dig their heels in further, which is, comes back to my original point. How bad do they really want to play baseball when this is what's going out there? No, and you get that big divide that chasm opens up even more between the haves and the have-nots and in terms of percentages that still get paid out. But if you're telling me, hey, I agreed to 17.5 and now, uh, by the way, because of this, we're, we're going to take you down to 7.84, so here's 20%, 22% of your salary, you, you got guys that are just going to say, all right, we'll see you next year. I'm just going to hang with my family. Uh, it's a bad optic, but that's what you've forced at this point. Yeah, and look, I understand it. I, I understand mm-hmm. the philosophy of this is what we're playing, this is what we do. Yeah. But to go about it that way when you know what the reaction's going to be, that's what I mean. Like, uh, do you really think we're going to play? Marcus Stroman said today he doesn't think there's going to be a season now. Calculated I mean, I, risks, man. Oh. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Oh! And as time goes on tonight, this, this baseball story that we brought you a few minutes ago, it gets to a point where I don't want to say things look dark, but when you start comparing things to 1994, that's not good. That's Correct. That's yes. not going to work out well for baseball. Look... The big story today, and Jeff Passan um, just talked about this on uh, Scott Van Pelt show on SportsCenter. Uh, look, ESPN Baseball Insider has said that the proposal that the players have been waiting for for the past few days as baseball tries to come back. We'll get to the NHL, which has figured things out, at least from that perspective, uh, coming up in a couple minutes. But baseball, they've been waiting. The players have been waiting for the proposal from, from Major League Baseball. And at The crux of all of this is going to be the salaries that the players are going to make for this shortened season, however many games we wind up playing, whether it's 60, 75 games, whatever it is. And the players agreed to a salary reduction in March. And now they are balking at taking another salary reduction because they figure, well, we already took one. Well, okay, I kind of get that, but we're only going to play 60 games. And, you know, to pay you $28 million when you're only going to play 60 games or for a pitcher like Garrett Cole, who's going to start a handful, like what's he going to start, 10 games? You know, maybe 11 games, 12 games. I can't pay you $35 million. Everybody has lost money. Everybody has lost. And that's, and that's, I, I understand that. But, The proposal that baseball gives to the players now, they knew that it was going to be met horribly 
because the players don't want to take any less money already. And knowing this, Major League Baseball pushed towards the players earlier today. Here's a sliding salary scale where the more money you make, the more your salary will be cut for this year. If you make about five hundred grand or five hundred and fifty grand, you're going to make about half that. If you make $30 million, you're going to make a fifth of that, and then everywhere else in between. If you make $10 million in a year, you're going to make $3 million. If you make $3 million in a year, you're going to make just under a $1 million. That's kind of where it is. The more money you make, the more money you have to forfeit so baseball can continue to make money. And all this I understand. And this is where 1994 comes in because I get the player side of it. Hey, wait a minute. We agreed to this and let's figure mm-hmm. something out. And you're going to hit us with this. Do you really want to play baseball when you know how unpopular this is? What about your, your plan to share revenue? You'd figure that would be a good first step by Major League Baseball. Okay, we want a 50-50 share revenue with players and, and the league. Okay, well, depending on how popular that is, at least that's a first step. All right, let's look towards some kind of negotiation so we can come back and play. But instead... Major League Baseball comes out with, hey, here's all this money you're not going to be making. You're not going to get people to say, all right, I'm signing up for that. (laughs) That's what I want. I want less money. Sure. You know what? This is awesome. Where do I sign to come back and play? Mm -hmm. And this is where it gets to be like 1994, when the lockout happened in 94, both sides, look, you can blame a lot on both sides, and they couldn't find a way to figure it out. And the players didn't care enough to, to, that the season was going to end. They wanted to make a stand. And the owners weren't going to give in to the players. And this is what's happening right now. This is all Now it's about tangible money. This is not about money that, that you can hide somewhere and say, well, we didn't really make all that money last year. We didn't make this. I, I don't have to open my books. It's pretty easy when you have less games to figure out what kind of gate are the teams not making all this money. You can figure this stuff out. And you have the players who are going to say, we're not playing for less money. And they're going to say, it's already, we're already going to only play a couple of months. It's not worth it for me to come back and try to play when I'm going to get that little of my salary. You can't do that to me. Number one, because I want to be able to come back and feel good about playing, and I want to feel safe, and I don't know, because right now nobody knows how coronavirus is going to go when sports comes back. Is it going to be a big a breakout again amongst uh, teams or not, or is it going to be something that, uh, you know, we can handle it? But I get players being a little scared about that because nobody knows. Nobody wants to be guinea pigs, and athletes are going to wind up being guinea pigs. But also there's a part where if you take less money – from an organization once a couple of times, they're never going to give you more money again. Why am I going to take less money from this team when I already agreed to take less once? And I did it because I was doing it for the betterment of Mm -hmm. Major League Baseball. So I get the player side of it. And the owner side of it, I get. I can only pay you for the games we're going to play. I can't, right. I can't pay you for more than that. Well, yeah. It, That's why 1994 comes up because I, I, it doesn't seem like there's going to be something that we're going to figure this out where the players are going to be okay with. And if the players are bent on not playing, then they're not going to play. They could be using this money thing as an excuse just to not play because they really don't want to because they don't feel safe or whatever. They know they're not going to get paid money, whatever it is. If players don't want to play, they'll find a reason to always be upset with a proposal. But when you have the players already with, yeah, I don't know, and the owners – and Major League Baseball saying this is the best we can do, I mean it. It feels like 1994. Well, just remember that we already had a battle waging over and raging throughout the league over that that first agreement. You know, I put it in quotes because it doesn't seem like anybody read it, and there there's a, a basic uh, fight happening as to whether it was 50% or is that 50% assuming that at some point we get people in the stands? Because that's what Major League Baseball is saying. No, no, it, it was it was open to being revisited. And that's where you have Blake Snell and everybody making their statements. And now we get to this proposal. And you've already got Mike Trout, Clayton Kershaw on record going, look, man, it's got to be safe. I got a family. I'm building a family. I've got kids that I want to look out for. I can't be away and go to these bubble cities and whatever else are happening to make this work. But then when you start getting into the economics of it, and now you're telling all your name players, right? That's really what it comes down to. Your name players, the ones that, you know, you market on television, uh, except for those guys that are on rookie deals. Sorry, Pete Alonzo, uh, Acuna Jr., uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and a couple other guys. Uh, you're really going to have to do the uh, the bulk of the work because the, the big boys that are already making money, they're not going to. 
Right, this is where Major League Baseball is going to have to go and start marketing the hell out of all of the young guns that are still on original deals if if they're going to go forward with this because they're stuck. Right, they're only making so much money. But if you got a thirty-five million dollar guy that suddenly they're saying, "Hey, we're taking twenty-eight plus of it away," minus taxes, as Blake Snell would have you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, make sure. You, hey, I, I got to pay taxes on it. No, I, I still think you got a raw <laughs> deal in that whole thing because people because no, well, people the, took that back half of that and totally dismissed his well, no, value the, proposition the about safety. Says, just the fact that he says I got to pay taxes on it, like I shouldn't have to pay taxes on, it. like like everybody else in the country pays taxes. You don't forget I got to pay taxes on it. Well, like, everybody but, can say that I got to pay taxes on my salary. But everybody pays taxes, but not everybody also is subject to the jock tax when they they travel for work. Yeah, not everybody right? makes I mean, the kind of money that guys like Blake Snell. No, make, but sure, but if it, if you got everybody uh, wanting it to come in with a, and you know you make yourself a pie, Jason Smith, and everybody comes in and starts taking little slivers left and right, the state X Y Z plus agent plus marketing plus your fitness person plus your your own. I mean, look, if you're in a state that doesn't have an income tax, then you got to win there. But just keep going on down the line. So I, it wasn't lost, but everybody brushed over the fact that he tied it to risk assessment and his health, right? It became all about his taxation and his takeaway, which made for the easy narrative of let's beat up on the rich baseball player. It's like, no, 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 no. He's making the valid point that I think everybody else does when you go to your job, whether you were taking the essential tag, which everybody hates. I saw people walking towards a protest down in my neighborhood uh, with the I am bleep and essential written on it. Like, mm-hmm. ah, just get straight to the point, right? No <laughs> nuance there whatsoever. Uh, but the idea that you still have a choice of whether you're still going to go do that job. Maybe it's a little more difficult because of the environment that you're in, but you still, I mean, there is still a choice to it. And Blake Snell speaking on behalf of what seemingly, and he changed agents too. I think he's a Boris guy now, mm. uh, is that you've got a lot of guys that are going to be able mine. to flex and fight. Well, it's it's not even about that. It's just think about this. And, and it's because the players make a lot of money, they're always going to look bad. And player and MLB players, when you talk about them as a whole, the image they have from fans for 50 years have been greedy players, right? Mm-hmm. We don't think that way about NFL. We don't think that way about NBA. But in Major League Baseball, it's greedy players. And it's hard to fight that that image, but that's the image you have. MLB players are greedy because there's always lockouts, there's always strikes, there's threats, they're greedy, they're greedy. It's a hard image to fight against. But if you, let's just say the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, whatever job you do for a living, if they came to you and said, okay, we got to figure out a way for you to take a little bit less money. Okay, we'll do, I, I understand, I'll do my part. All right, great. And then they came to you and said, okay, we need you to do a little bit less of your job, right? We need you, instead of working eight hours a day, we're only going to, we're going to cut you down. You're going to work three hours a day. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That's fine. And we're going to pay you 75% less of what your salary is. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Yes, yeah, so you're going to make only a fraction of what mm-hmm. you're, you're making and you're only working three hours a day. How many people are going to say, okay, I'm going to do it? How many people are going to say, screw it, I might as well go find a new job after this is over. If you're asking me to do this, I'm not going to do it. Or no, I'm not down with this right now. And if you want to take me off and I'm not going to work, and then I'll come back to work when the coronavirus pandemic is over and, and fiscally you are back to where you should be, I can do that too. There will be a lot of people who would say that. It'd be if they said to me, "Hey, Jason, your show's four hours. You and Mike, yeah, great. Hey, we need you to cut you down because the coronavirus pandemic. Why don't you do an hour a night? Oh, okay. And we're going to pay you twenty five percent of your salary. Would that be worth it? Would it be worth it for a lot of us to go? Oh, you know what? I'm just. Why am I going crazy trying to to figure out this show if you're just cutting it down and you're going to pay me all this less? How about we just wait and when things get back to normal, we come back and do it. I mean, that, that's, how, that's, how, that's, that's what I would think, and that's what a lot of people are going to think. So forget about the fact that it's money. It's money. It, that's, that's a basic premise of negotiation, a basic premise of people working. And in, in the end, everybody has the same thing. They all want to feel valued mm-hmm. as employees. Baseball players want to feel valued. They don't want to be told what to do, that they are replaceable commodities, which is why the NFL is having issues right now with the NFLPA because the NFL wants to move the offseason calendar to have mini camps everything start in the beginning of July and the player association is saying, whoa, whoa, 
uh-uh, not doing it. Uh, we have a hard, fast drop out, drop dead that the 27th begins our offseason. You can't just suddenly make us play because you feel like it because you want to move the calendar around. Uh, everybody wants to feel valued. Everybody wants to be able to feel good about going into work. And while you can look at the numbers for Major League Baseball and go, yeah, okay, I get it, sometimes it comes down to that too. You just want to feel appreciated and feel that you're being taken care of. And I don't see any of that with Major League Baseball. Again, which brings me back to 1994 because – you thought they'd figure it out in 94 and said, nope, and we have no World Series. And it kind of looks like that now because the owners are dug in and the players are dug in. And if this is where the owners are saying there's no wiggle room and the players are saying there's no wiggle room for 75% less salary, then how are they going to figure it out? I mean, that, that, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the biggest thing is you're not just fighting one variable, right? When we're going into what are your major issues, right? For every contract negotiation, whatever job you're in, and thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time here on a Tuesday at Fox Sports Radio. Jason and I truly do appreciate you. Uh, you're, all, you're looking at what are the list of things I need to feel feel whole, right? Make me feel whole, make me feel wanted, valued, the things you were just espousing. Comes down to money, your benefits, your work hours, uh, the coworkers, right? Can you coexist, or do you have a bunch of folks that, uh, you know, there, there's got to be a value add to your salary or benefits or vacation days because you need a little less of them in your life. Whatever the case may be, you you go through all those paces. But we're looking at Major League Baseball when normally it comes down to all right, what's our cut of the revenue? And let's extrapolate from there. We've got the basics done. Now you have this whole, all right, is it safe to go to work? And not to put it in the dire mode of what Blake Snell did of, hey, you know, I could die. But percentage-wise, yeah, you, you could. You could get sick. And you talk about the number of people that have to support the league, wherever it's located, however it's configured, coaches and all those that, you know, are now maybe a little more in the at-risk category. And you're trying to go through that in addition to minding your dollars and cents, right? It's it, Marshawn Lynch really plays here, minding your chickens and your mentals when it comes down to it in terms of making sure you get the best deal. Because if you sign off here, next CBA – damn sure you're not getting back to what base zero was when you left this spot. And I think that's the the bigger fear, Jason, is that you give up some concessions here for the love of the game, as so many would put it. Uh, know that you're that's going to bite you in the ass uh, when you go back to the negotiating table. It's like, well, you took that, so now that's our starting point, as opposed to the old CBA under which you were operating. Yeah, look, everything's a negotiation. And, and, and that's why if we take this now, if we take this less money now, what's going to stop Major League Baseball for saying, hey, you got to take this less now? You, you took it before, as you said, for good of the game and for love of the game, but now you got to take it again, and players are going to go, no, well, but there's precedent for it, and then things get really, really ugly. I mean, that, that, I mean that, that's kind of where, look, it just all funnels into the same thing, and, and it funnels into, at some point, they got to pull the trigger on this season. You know, because right. it, 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 this is not like, you know, the NBA where Adam Silver says, oh, we got so much time. We could we could begin the season again in December if we want to. We got time. Now, Major League Baseball, that clock is ticking. They don't want to play much past beginning of November. And you're at the point now where a best case scenario, if they agree to things tomorrow, then we're still not going to be starting play until most likely the beginning of July. And then, you know, what kind of season are you having? You know, that that's going to be tough if this keeps going. And then we're getting into the end of June without a decision. Mm -hmm. At some point, it's going to be we can't play more than, you know, there's got to be a number of games. That's going to be the drop dead uh, time, which will tell you when they can negotiate until. But at some point, and it's not going to be very long if they're looking at an 80 game season right now. To, that begins playing the beginning of July and move on from there. How much lower are they going to go before they go? You know, it's not worth it. You know, is it is it is it 60 games? Is it 40 games? Is it is it 30? I mean, what, what what's the season? Is it, Can you play a month and then play playoffs? I mean, right. what, what can you do? <laughs> a month you know? and then you s just move on. Yeah, it's not yeah. that far away. You know, it's, it's got to be done soon. And by soon, I mean, if, if this is not agreed upon by – you get to the middle of June towards the yeah, end of June. Yeah, you got two weeks, less I would than a month say. From now, yeah. I, I, I don't know that it could happen. You could see baseball saying we're not doing it. Yeah, I think you got two weeks to figure out – 
where this is. Obviously, all dates are arbitrary and and movement, and you can get creative with scheduling double headers and all of those things uh, that you and I have been talking about for months. But but certainly, you're you're hitting that that point where y- you can't extend into November, December, unless you've already, as part of your agreement, is all right. We're playing in a in a indoor stadium, a neutral site that we determine and we're in a dome and that's that, right? Cause uh, you, you're not playing in Chicago or New York. Uh, I'll let you even put it as the, the Mets making it to the series. You're not putting that outdoors in mid November. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 PM. Eastern 7 PM Pacific. At bed, three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 